okay. I'm, I was uh, just texting Troy Polyak to download the app. And maybe, I don't know if Troy want to do it or not, but by God, we had a lot of good times in the old days. And I think that we need to get a freaking recorded broadcast of all the excitement that we experienced as a team. Lautner Polyak was a force from the year 2000, 2005, 6 time frame. I cannot tell you, Matt, at 20 years old to 24 years old, unbelievable the amount of success we had as a team, and you were part of it. Anyways, we'll start. I mean, I don't know exactly what stories we could tell, Matt, that would be appropriate for my family-friendly podcast channel, but uh, we were young and we were dumb. I can only speak for myself. Me and Troy were young and dumb and full of energy. Truly am blessed to go through that period in my time in my life. Just because I met a lot of lifelong friends and you would be one of them. Uh, life gets to going so quickly that you fall out of touch year to year with folks like you. But the friendship and the bond is still there. And it's because of the uh, Lautner Polyak days. And Lautner yeah, Polyak sure. days led me straight into the Monopoly days. You know, I don't know where to begin on that, Matt. But it did. You and Troy uh, were a polarizing duo to pull together a lot of people that are really impactful in the show cattle world. I mean, at, at that LP days, even pre monopoly, uh, I think our crew for one of those badger kickoffs was, uh, Scotty James, Ryan Dunklow, UB Troy, Patrick, uh, Ober. Patrick Cober, Patrick yep. Uh, Dana Pross was a college student that was washing cattle. Uh, John, I don't know if John Blinn is in the, in the game anymore but john blinn was kind of part of the yep. team he was uh worked for john deere was kind of a money man or whatever yeah i mean it's truly fascinating to think back on it uh you know dunks went on to huge things you've went on to huge things uh patrick cobra and his wife sarah cobra sarah Co faber cobra are you know they're highly successful dana press is doing great things out in the eastern market of iowa and uh it's kind of like it's going to miss the mark for some folks but it's like the uh, hayden fry coaching tree in terms of Iowa football, Harry Alvarez went on to be a coach at the University of Wisconsin. Bill Snyder went on to be a coach at the uh, University of Kansas State. Bob Stutes went on to be a coach at the University of Oklahoma. Kirk Ferentz went on to be a coach that replaced Kirk uh, Hayden Fry at uh, University of Iowa. Those would be top of mind, kind of the coaching tree for old Mr. Hayden Fry. And I'm sure a lot of our podcast listeners from the Southern Market in Canada are just like, who in the hell is Hayden Fry? Anyways, my point is, it was pretty magnificent time. Uh, I don't want to pretend like it doesn't mean anything to me because it means everything to me. So we've kind of introduced the cast of characters. Could you uh, share a story or two uh, about that time frame for us? One story about the LP days, the Lautner Polyak days of 2002 to 2005. Uh, the young punks blew into Kansas City that fall and won Kansas City American Royal with the Blue Roan Steer Chance Lautners. And I had Brad Otto tell me that uh, he went over and uh, helped Paul Clapp put up some silage that fall of 2003. And he thought that uh, Paul knew about that blue steer coming into the American Royal. And he just uh, saw him and he thought he was a great one, I guess. But uh, that was just a unique personal interaction from Brad Otto to Paul Clapp from way back when that he visited with me about. And then we go to Louisville and the Dean Steck family. That's Crystal Steck Dunklaw now, actually, and Craig Steck, who is married to Stephanie Cronin Steck. 
that family invited me the previous winter to work on a little red cow called DJ. Uh, let's see here. A little red cow called Stex Cherry 205, I believe her name was. Yep. Uh, she was champion horn at the uh, Illinois Beef Expo the previous February. So now we're wrapping around the American Royal that we had just won into Louisville. And they had it once again invited me to come help work on them in Louisville. And I'm a fashionable clipper or I can clip one good enough to get them, get the lines in them. But that old Troy Paliak back in the day and today could uh, really get one right. So we've called in the big guns for the national shorthorn show at Louisville. Troy Paliak got that heifer kind of geared up and ready to rock. We ended up buying into uh, Cherry 205. I think it was $20,000 for a quarter embryo interest. Uh, and she won Louisville shortly thereafter under Judge Gerald Callahan that now runs Express Ranches. I mean, you talk about young punks thinking there's somebody special. That was me and Troy Paliak. And maybe Matt Huber at that point. I guess I'm not going to speak for you. But uh, so we're flying high. And John Sullivan ended up buying me and Troy out on out, uh, Cherry 205 for 40,000 bucks and you know in the grand scheme of things $20,000 profit seemed like a lot of money at the time but now that my wife is raising these high quality show steers god I wish I would have kept Cherry 205 because that was one of John's dominant bloodlines along with the the heifer the next year that he bought off of Ryan Coolers and Troy Lady Crystal he's got clones to both of those and the Crystal Lady Cow ended up being the better cow of the bunch but uh Cherry 205 was the uh, Lady Crystal, I think it was, Matt. Not better. Lady. Okay, Lady Crystal. Yep. Lady Crystal famously, uh, Troy was a good clipper, but I'm going to give him a hard time in this one. He uh, killed Lady Crystal's tail with some uh, Everclear at Junior Nationals and uh, unfortunately didn't do a good off. enough job of getting it in the right vein. And the heifer's tail died and fell off by the Iowa State Fair. Famously shown. With a tail, with a fake tail at uh, Louisville, that I think Judge Tim Loudon said, and this is a funny story. Judge Tim Loudon said this heifer just doesn't balance up from the side like I like him, and a lot of people thought that meant she didn't. He didn't like the fake tail with the uh, with the vet wrap making it hang on to the rest of her body. It was bad. It was it died <laughs> high too. That I was, mean, you talk about old stories that are fun to reminisce about. So that I just I'm taking a long way to get to a short story. Uh, we go into the Badger kickoff in uh, 2003 after success at the American Royal with the Blue Steer and winning the Open Short Orange Show under Judge Callahan in Louisville with uh, Cherry 205. And it's early December, and we think we're something special. And, oh, we bring a all-about-you steer from the Dietz and Olson Ranch that I had purchased and sold to my brother Chance and Judge Chad Holtkamp. I think we showed that steer as a main enjou that year. And you helped me push that calf into the ring. Uh, I guess uh, was champion Maine. And then Mark Ray. I'm sure a lot of old timers will remember Mark Ray had champion crossbred that year. I don't remember with who. Maybe John Gevlinger, possibly. Uh, Mark Ray pushed in his champion crossbred, and we pushed in our champion Maine. You know, it's intense. That Badger kickoff is an amazing jackpot show then, and it's an amazing jackpot show now. And guess what happened, Matt Huber, for the audience? Young Duck Bucks. Hold ahead. The young punks won the show, and we went wild, and we made asses of ourselves. And old Chad Chad Holt Camp probably regrets it to this day because we were just so young and arrogant. But uh, I'm gonna track down that old picture of the all about you calf that uh, 
won that show under Judge Chad Holtkamp, and I'll uh, attach it to the audio stream whenever we post this podcast later on this afternoon. Uh, what did Troy call that sale, that pasture sale, which was one of in the – In it to win it. In it to win it. And that was one of the earlier ones, and kind of we all brought cattle to it, put cattle in it. And uh, I'd say it starts with Headliner. He was uh, Monopoly's brother, a little bigger outline, probably more of a oh, more traditional Angus characteristics, but a very good bull. And uh, we were sitting on it's the hay awesome. rack. We had some awesome on... females, but uh, yep. maybe just a little bit long and kind of just maternal looking in terms of his build. And he wasn't maternal looking. It's just whenever you want to win a big shows, you have to be a true club calf producer in terms of the features you're picking. And in within that narrow scope, Headliner was probably just a bit more maternal in his feature than Monopoly. Yep, yep. And I actually had had Hazel and Headliner at my house for that previous year i took care of that pair before the unit to win it sale so they went back that bull there that cow went back to chris's house and you and i were sitting on the hay rack at troy's house and you said uh you want to go look at the full brother to headliner he goes i think he's you go i think he's pretty good and i said yeah let's do it do you remember this or not yeah just this story you're telling i i generally re- i remember it just in in very bad detail but yes go ahead so we jumped in the Jetta and started. That old Volkswagen Jetta. That's part of my story. I, I drove a Volkswagen Jetta for about six straight years. It got 45 miles per gallon and it looked like a little clown car. It was a little deal that you could get about two people in the front seat and two semen, semen tanks in the back seat. And that was my home away from home. And we hauled ass over to Chris's house. <laughs> I shifted from the passenger seat and uh, we jump out of the car. We just beat, we just beat the sun going down hair hanging off him sawed off i mean little chunky different looking thing was standing there and i mean you couldn't pick a hole in him but he was not very big and uh we jumped back in the truck and and you go what do you think and i said well he's a nickel moderate he goes got to be different to change cows i'm buying that son of a bitch and uh that was uh that was monopoly yeah and the only thing i'll add to that story is is, uh he had an ear tag in him, and his name was Hot Shot, named by Chris Gestrich. That's correct. And uh, a brief, maybe one brief story about Chris. She has uh, passed away a couple years back, and we have nothing but the fondest of memories of Chris and her family. But could you share maybe any personal interaction you had with Chris? Just one story. Chris was always a total sweetheart, and she had a tremendous set of cows, and, and not very many. And, and her husband, Steve, was maybe one of the nicest men I've ever met. Like every time you'd go over there, they were, they'd welcome you in and, and they they were just wonderful to be around. And it's tragic what had to happen to Chris uh, to lose her for, for who, for the industry, because she's doing a tremendous job breeding cattle and raising really high quality stuff right to the end. And, and uh, I, I haven't been up there since, since she passed, but that was uh that was a horrible thing. I remember off the top of my was it 16 or 17 she passed away? I believe that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe that's right. It it was uh that was a shock. That was a total shock to everybody. That was yeah. so uh out of the realm of what our industry usually has to deal with. But uh yeah, that was a bad day. That was a bad day for livestock to lose somebody that cared so much like she did. You bet. I appreciate your time. We're getting a little bit long here, but uh if we could gather up Ryan Dunklaw and 
Patrick Cobra and Matt Huber and Ashley Huber and maybe even Rachel Cotrere. Let's get all the band back together and have some reminiscing fun here in the next few weeks before I get off the road, okay? That'll work. We'll see you. Have a good one. We'll see you. You know what my favorite term is? What's that? FJB or fuck Joe Biden. There you go.